Super Sunday edition of the Houston Holla Podcast. Lance Edwards with Joey Wyatt. What's up, H-Town? And some special guests here. State champion times two. Not one gold, but two gold medals out of Cinco Ranch High School. Her name is Amelia Flint. She's going D1, and she's right here at Wild Wing Cafe with us on today's podcast, Joey. We'll talk to her in just a moment. Her dad's also joining us, Darren. Uh, He was a thrower back in his day as well, so... Good to have the Flints here with us today. I wanted to uh, get to something real quick that I did last night, Joey. What's that? I went to the UFC fight, and there were literally 20,000 people. There were more people in Toyota Center last night during Game 7 of the 2018 Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I believe that. It was packed last night, man. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, even when the Rockets were one of the top three teams in the league for that three or four year stretch. We were in the bottom five in attendance every season. So that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it was insane. The beer sales were going crazy. $18 per pour. It was unbelievable. Think of all the overhead you can make here or cancel out overhead here. If y'all charge $18 per beer at the wing. Yeah. See, we kind of pride ourselves on cheap beer here. So, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I did see uh, on a UFC page that I follow cheap, cheap beer, ugly bartenders. Yeah, there was like uh, there was Talk like about Joey, not you, Layla. There was like 13 people arrested last night for fighting. Oh, yeah. Fight. No, no, no. The fights were ridiculous. in true Houston fashion. There was one point where the guys were just standing off in the ring. It was like the middle third round of like some welterweight like. B team card before the main event. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was just like going boo and had the lights flashing. Like, this is boring. And all of a sudden, two guys in the 10th row, center court, center ring, just start going at it. And the bodies are flying over the seats. And everybody stood up and had to take their cameras out. Um, it was a bigger event when Chuck Liddell walked in for five minutes and probably eight hot fights on the card. Like, seriously, they gave a bigger ovation for him walking into the arena and not even being put on the Jumbotron than for eight fights throughout the night. Yeah, you know, in all my years of watching UFC, I don't think I've ever been to a bar anywhere in Houston where there wasn't at least one fight at the bar while the fights are on. It even happens here quite often, actually. I guess it just brings something out of people. They watch a couple people fight, drink a few beers, and think they can fight, you know? So that doesn't surprise me. I can't can't imagine how it was at Toyota. It has nothing to do with the beers, man. Nothing to do with it. It's all about these guys that are yoked and pumping whatever they're pumping into their bodies for seven or eight yeah. years because all they do is live in the gym, right? So are you accusing fighters of juicing? I'm not accusing anybody of juicing, all right? That's what that sounded like I'm not me. accusing anybody of juicing. I'm just saying and speculating when your neck's attached to your forehead and your shoulders, <laughs> there's something going on there. All right, so someone who doesn't juice, she's all natural, and she works her butt off, and her dad makes sure she works her butt off, and she's got the genes... In her life, Miss Amelia Flint, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about y'all? We're doing great. We're happy you're here. Yeah, uh, super awesome. excited about this. When Lance told me about this, uh, I got super excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you go to school, how old are you? I am 17 years old. I go to Cinco Ranch High School, and I'm graduating this year, actually. How, how, how many days? Uh, left. I have I I graduate May twenty second and but Monday's my last day of like full high school like. When's your birthday? June twenty first. Uh, graduating <laughs> at seventeen. That's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm a little baby so. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
what is your take for this crazy last senior year? Is it, is it awesome that you got to have it, and do you feel bad for maybe those who graduated a year before you that they didn't get to have quite the senior year and have the, 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 at, the, the atmosphere that you've had? Yeah, I mean, I, I, feel, I feel really bad for the girls that didn't go to state their senior year because this has been amazing. I mean, and I'm sure that, we, that they could have done amazing things and probably been as successful as I am, and then on top of that, we would have all gone together and, and probably won the whole thing, but... Um, it's it's phenomenal, like my senior year and how we're how we're leaving, and that I get to leave with a two-time state champ. And I mean, I'm like a big, big I guess person at school right now. Everybody's like holding me up like a little trophy. Um, which, Dude, I, mean, I love this confidence, man. It's so awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, and I love that I can walk onto stage and get my diploma with my like two dangling medals, like two gold dangling medals. Get it, so. girl. There you go. Yeah. Make them clank exactly, when you walk up there. Exactly. Walk Just really a little strong extra, and long yeah. strides. Right? You know, in the interviews we've done, we've spoken with other athletes in their respective sports and. They just COVID put a huge damper, uh, you know, on a lot of seniors years last season. Has it affected you guys at all going into this season or were you guys able to, you know, do everything as normal? Um, I was scared that we weren't going to have a season. So, I mean, at first I was like, why am I training? You know, it was really hard to keep myself motivated to keep training when it was so unknown. Um, But then as soon as like I knew football was happening and you know, then oh, wrestling yeah. and all that kind of started happening. I was like, okay, there's no reason why track wouldn't have uh, a season. So I started to, I mean, I'm, I always worked hard, um, but I, I put that extra little chip on it just to make sure that what I wanted to happen this senior year actually happened. So, so let's let everybody know exactly what you did. In the shot put, you took first place, obviously, one of the two gold medals. Mm-hmm. Coming in clutch with a 46-5 toss. And then in the discus, I think this may have been one of your best throws ever. On yes. your very first throw of the competition, you go 173-7, mm-hmm. and nobody even came close to that the rest no. of the meet. You can kind of go in cruise control after that. Yeah, definitely. This is state, right? Yeah, yeah so this at, isn't at district. State. This isn't regional. Right. This is state, guys. We've got a state champion sitting yes, right here. Yes. So just talk about you know the process with that and how you felt going into it. I think you told me earlier that you actually competed in the shot put first, mm-hmm. right? So you had to kind of like scrape that out. Were you behind going into that fifth row? Um, so I was actually, I don't think I was ever behind. I was behind on my first throw. I threw something stupid and I was like, okay, at least I have something out there. You know, I'm going to finals. But um, I, I just knew what I had to do to win. And like, that's all that mattered to me. So I went out there. I, I knew what I was capable of throwing. I was going to throw farther than all of those girls. And, and uh, that's when I went out there and did. So... I mean, it felt weird at first. Like, I had to really get into my rhythm of it. It was it was awkward. I mean, I never really felt – because I wasn't scared going in. I was I was honestly weird. I, was, I wasn't scared going into shot put. I was a little nervous about disc. I was like, all right, I can get top three. Like, I know there's some good girls, but I know at least I'll get top three. But then as soon as I got that shot in my hand and it was just – it was an awkward – it just was not coming off right. But I knew what I had to do and – so I did it. <laughs> She's walking across the stage with two, with gold, two gold medals, medals to grab that. <laughs> so what is your favorite out of the two competitions, discus or shot? Um, Honestly, it was disc for the longest time. And then I started throwing shot a lot farther when I threw my 49 at regionals. 
And I was like, oh, I can I can probably throw over 50 at, at state. And then something happened where, like, it switched. <laughs> it was like, so I practiced for those two weeks. I was throwing disc, honestly, like 140. Like, it was something stupid. It looked amazing, and then I would release it, and it's like, that sucked. And then, like, shot was going, like, 53 and, like, flying out of my hand. And, and then I got to, got to state, and it was like, oh, we're going to switch on you real quick. Like... <laughs> So, you're sucked would probably be my best throw. So <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. No, so, I, think, I think her suck would still be your best throw. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, 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 by 50 feet. Her, yeah, you know? So, I'm just saying. So is, there, just like, saying. is there such a, a, a thing as slumping? Do you just have bad days where you just, you're just not throwing well? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's honestly more bad days than there are good days. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't let that affect me. I try not to let it affect me as best I can. I think I got a lot better at it. I used to probably cry. I used to probably not cry one practice every week. Like, every single other six days of the week, we're probably leaving crying, pissed off. Like That's and motivation. Then, I mean, yeah, awesome. I mean, definitely. But I, I learned to, my, like, to myself, like, yeah, it, it sucked, but, like, at least you were out there. Like, there are oh, probably girls sure. out there who are not out there throwing, and, and that was you. So, yeah. So, I want to talk about you before we talk about your team next and your future. <laughs> Joey hasn't seen this. Your dad and I were talking about it, but you have like this um, Viking look to yourself when you yes. go out there and you throw. You put on like the war paint. Is this as intimidation or is it just fun or why do you do it? Does this get you psyched up? Joey, here's the photo. It's literally single ranch colored paint all over her face. Like oh, she dude, got yeah. by a bear so, or something. So if I walk into the circle and I see you standing there with that paint, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I'm done. That's awesome. So where did you get this idea from? And you know, That is pure intimidation. Why, why is this your persona, and are you going to keep it in college? Okay, yeah, not a problem. Well, I... they let her keep it in college. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dad's, okay. dad's giving secrets here. <laughs> um, so I first, it was around eighth grade when we were going into freshman year, and it started to get, I started to get a little more serious about it, and and we were talking about, you know, my honestly I started talking with my stepmom about, you know, some pl- people had like crazy socks or wore like, you know, something ridiculous. Everybody else kind of had their statement like, I don't know a good example right now. Like, mm, where did I? I don't know. You know I don't socks. Know. You, you said socks. Socks is a good example. Yeah. Like I can't think of a I can't think of a pro athlete right now that does it or like who we were talking about at first but we kind of saw it and they like had a statement and like they were kind of showing like we used to, super we used to talk were. about how uh, like michelle carter who throws up out of dallas uh she's kind of got her she's got you can look find like on youtube and stuff she talks about she she loves putting on her makeup and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. making herself like look beautiful before she goes and throws so we Hell yeah. we would always kind of talk about how amelia uh, should come up with something for yeah. herself. And I think her, her stepmom and I were watching the Vikings TV show at the time. And, Great and I, show. And, I, and I think that's how, you know, it just sort of organically kind of went yeah. that way. Yeah, and I thought I thought to myself, like, what? Like, I didn't want to look all pretty, and, like, that wasn't who I was. And, you know, at first we honestly said tutus, but I was like, that's going to look kind of awkward throwing. So <laughs> The ballerina clicking her feet. <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. Coming across the room. <laughs> Exactly. So then when I thought of the Viking hair and I had already been really good at braiding. And so um, I started with just kind of a mohawk braid at first. And then I kind of looked at Pinterest and looked at all the crazy braids that they would do. And so I started doing it. And people started catching on and were like, that's pretty badass. Like, uh, so Have you started a trend? 
I mean, a little bit. I yeah. mean, a lot of people, yeah. Like, I know there was a girl from the Woodlands who started wearing, like, red lipstick okay. afterwards. And so she started her trend of, like, red lipstick. And and then I have a, I have a, I think a lot of the girls don't want to say it, but I noticed that districts and area, a lot of girls started braiding their hair more than just putting a ponytail oh, up. So you're I was a like, state champion trendsetter. <laughs> Come on. So I was like, okay, I kind of catch on to that. But then when I got into districts, that's when I started wearing the paint and... When I put the paint on, I was kind of looking for Viking type stuff, and I was like, "Okay, let's let's bring it over the edge. Like this is our last year, we're we're showing out and all that kind of stuff." And so everybody kind of put like the lines underneath their eyes, and I was like, "That's football player crap. Yeah. Like I'm not dealing with that." So then I found one of the Vikings that kind of style that she put on her face, and it just blew up after that. So I think I'm gonna continue to do it in college. I mean, my coach now like supports it, and he loves it, and. Um, that's just who I am. So, yeah, and an I, intimidation factor yeah, for sure. So it's a little bit of superstition at this point. Yeah, no, that awesome. too. And I just want to show all the girls. It's kind of also important to me that the girls out there know that they can, that they're strong. Like they can show it that they're strong and like that they should not be scared of like showing off anything. Cause I'll walk into school looking like that. And I'm like, whatever the boys, I mean, the boys say crap, but I'm like, I can punch you right now. Ass. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. She's like, hey, she's like Lagatha. She's out there whooping butt. <laughs> exactly. and by the way, we've got a freaking athlete sitting in front of us, guys, and she's beautiful. By the way, <laughs> Thank so you. screw those guys. So <laughs> she's going to the University of California next year. So mm-hmm. I know you had some SoCal roots. Uh, I think your mom and dad originally met in California, that area. Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska. Yeah. But they moved to California. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you're kind of going back to where the roots began to yeah. compete with some really, really enthusiastic throwers out in the West Coast. So talk about competing in the Pac-12 and why you chose Cal mm-hmm. and who you chose Cal over. Gotcha. So I had uh, Oregon University, Oregon State University, or University of Oregon. I guess I said that wrong. Oregon State University, University of Oregon, Boston University, LSU, A&M. Um, and then Cal Berkeley and, you know, I had a couple other schools, but uh, girls were starting to kind of, I was honestly the last one who committed. So like schools were kind of going away. Those were my last schools in the end. Um, and I, it kind of came down to Boston university and university of California. And I know it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to go to LSU, but sadly that I loved LSU, um, just some money issues there and i, I just couldn't well, do that COVID really had a, yeah. a big impact because you had all of these kids getting an extra you know an extra year first you had seniors getting an extra year and then as soon as we found out that that the lower grades were all going to get extra years too then it was like oh crap like i'm just counting scholarships going away mm-hmm. yeah and what happened at lsu and a&m specifically is they just had significantly less scholarships to give than before. And so they were calling me up like they were super honest with me. I mean, both, we, we love talking to both places. Um, they were super honest with me about like, you know, hey, our board's really conservative and they're not wanting to like give more than we have. Yeah. Which some of the schools were kind of playing that game and, and potentially would have risked like having to offer a kid a full ride and then take it away and so yeah at the end the end we like, like boston and 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 berkeley just felt like the the, the most uh and, and then and then i my her mom and i have known the throws coach at berkeley for over 30, that helps a little uh, bit yeah. that helps a little sure. bit yeah and when you're sending your baby girl off to college <laughs> it's like <laughs> kind of nice to uh know where they're going yeah. for sure going you get with. to go back home you yeah. already exactly. know the coach it's I gonna do. it's awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. and i guess 
it, but my choice between Boston and Cal was kind of, it came down to the athletes and talking to everybody. It was really hard because I was like, I don't know any of these people. I don't know, like, the place. I had no idea what Berkeley was. I had never gone, yeah. you know, out to Berkeley. Or I've been to Boston, but not necessarily the area. But I had two back-to-back talks with the athletes from Boston and Cal. And in Boston, I just, I had this, like, I kind of played a little bit extra compared to what my energy is because I feel like my energy is a lot it's, there's a lot more energy when I'm throwing rather than like when I'm just when I'm sitting and talking to them. So, but they just did not bring that energy back, and I was like, so it's kind of re, a rebuilding team. I loved the coach; he was amazing. But I I didn't want a team that was I didn't want to be another guinea pig like I was at Cinco and like you know like rebuilding a team and and I kind of wanted to go and like actually feel that like. Throwing community, yeah, I love like the throwing community. Like that's what I wanted to feel. I wanted, you know, and I knew I knew a lot of the athletes at Cal originally just from like my dad and their parents talking or something like that. But then as soon as I talked to them on the phone, I was like, I was ready to be like, all right, guys, I'm part of the team now. Like, let's go. So that was that was my distinction right so, there. So when you were in junior high, did you play other sports like volleyball and basketball or anything? Yeah, I actually was a really strong swimmer at okay. first. I like, can totally see that. <laughs> I can totally see that, by the way. Yeah, we, I was. I loved swimming. We were doing swimming forever. Um, and that was in Sugarland when I was in, like, what, the Gators? elementary. Uh, so first colony. <laughs> oh, first colony. Yeah. And um, so I did that all through elementary school. And then I got here, and we, we always wanted to, like, switch to KD Athletics or, you know, do something like that. But um, it actually – I did – so then that never happened. So I started just play every sport at the school that they offered. So I would always get the award. I was one of the award that said, like, she did all of the sports at the school. <laughs> and so I did. And so I got that award. That's awesome. Um, and, I, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I played soccer. Um, the only thing I never did was gymnastics and softball. Just because I was n- in gymnastics, I would have been gigantic. And I would have tried it, but I, I was a gymnastics coach, so I guess uh, I can say Man, if you that. played softball, you'd have been cranking beaners. Yes, I mean, people yeah. were people were really excited at Cinco. The coach, like, every single day. I mean, those legs, come on, like, let's yeah. go. Like, let's yeah. play softball. You'd have been hitting Yeah, wrestling also. Sure. They were very excited about that. But um, then I just I sat down with my parents, and I was obsessed with surfing, actually, and watching Soul Surfer for some reason. I don't know. And I asked them, I was like, well, what did y'all do? Like, what did y'all do for, like, you know, sports or whatever wise, I guess. And both of them said throwing and I was all sad. I was like, wasn't surfing. Are you kidding me? Like I can't be a surfer now. So I, I tried the throwing, hated it at first. I quit the first day and then came back in seven, eighth grade. And I was like, all right, I guess we'll stay with this. <laughs> so I mean, if you get a wetsuit, you can go surfing in Northern California. Yeah. But it's going to be freezing cold water. It's freezing. It's absolutely cold. I hate that. Have you looked into surfing already? Did you talk about surfing with any of those new college friends when Mm -mm. you went out for that visit? I don't think I'm going to do surfing. And definitely, I'm not. I did it in Galveston, and I was like, okay, this is kind of hard. So so you got over it. So you got over it. Yeah. And so then when I went out there and I saw everything in California, yeah, I was like, never mind. (laughs) That's a different level. Some rocky water. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) if you're moving out to California, you kind of already have to know how to surf. Like, you don't want to go out there to learn. 
Exactly. Everyone's going to be looking at you yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> Who is this Texan chick yeah. trying to surf? Look exactly. at her. She's falling. It's hilarious. You know, so if we're, I had we're to putting choose, this on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to choose between Northern California and Boston, like just to go on a vacation, obviously, I'm choosing Northern California. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful places in the country. Absolutely love it. Uh, you know, Oregon would have been awesome too. Just you are mm-hmm. in probably the most beautiful region in our country. So For it's going sure. to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. The redwoods and everything that comes with it mm-hmm. and the cliffs. And the Bay Area is just all beautiful over there. Yeah. So I want to touch on this real quick. Talk mm-hmm. about, you know, your roots. Obviously, your dad's sitting here and he coaches you every single day. And he's been doing it his, for 18 years almost now, right? Yeah. So talk about, you know, the roots in, the, in your blood with your mother as well, who is a world-renowned at some levels yes. thrower as well. Talk about your mom. Give her a shout-out. Yes, I definitely will. <laughs> so both of my parents, my mom originally started in Czech Republic, um, she got a full ride to Nebraska out of communism. So I was like her way out. And um, so she went to Nebraska. She met my, my dad there. They were both throwers at Nebraska. Um, and my mom just, I mean, she's another level. Like she is something else. And when my dad tells me about what she lifted or when she tells me what she's thrown or what she's lifted as well, like it's ridiculous. Like, I'm not even anywhere near what she is. I mean, she's But can you human. get to her? Can you beat her one day? You think by the time you're 22 and you leave Cal, I mean, I you'll f- beat her? Yeah, I mean, I feel lucky that I can beat her. I've beat her in throwing. We always talk about that, that I've thrown finally farther than her in throwing. But I will. I don't know about lifting. I mean, that woman is crazy in lifting. I have kind of like still a mental block there. Maybe I'll catch up one day, but I have a little mental block in that. But, I mean, she is just the most supportive, like, I mean, I don't even know where to start. And the best, the best thing, I guess, the, my favorite thing out of her is that she's totally like the mom. Like, she gets me my food, like the Czech. She makes, like, the Czech. Uh, they're called jiski. And they're, like, basically fried chicken, but, like, Czech style, I guess. Yeah. They, like, you know, beat it out, and there's different, like, techniques for it. Um, and she would just, any time I went, you know, to Texas Relays or State, she would always, well, to any track meet, but for those track meets, she'd always make, like, this like buttload of food and I would like unload it at the at the hotel and everyone's like looking at me like oh, that looks pretty good like and everyone's like jealous they're like eating their salad from like the bar or something and I'm over there eating my chicken, chicken nuggets exactly like chicken. my yeah. my amazing food and all that kind of stuff so she she's always provided me in that sense and it's it's been amazing um but she's also an amazing a great role model I mean um, you know, and she's taught me some things in throwing as well, mentally and um, physically as well, and just kind of telling me how, like how to think through it at these big championships. And um, and she's always been there to support me too. So I mean, well, look, you'll always have this edge over her. You're not going to school for lifting. You're going to school for throwing. You can throw better than yeah, her. Exactly. I got you, mom. <laughs> no, it seems like you have a really awesome support system, I and do. you know, it just that goes the extra 100 miles when it comes to success and yes. confidence. And that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So support systems are always important. Um, like you said, so shout out, we're in between mother's day and father's we day. Are. And we yeah, do have your father right exactly. here as well. So, you know, I know you're leaving August 13th, mm-hmm. you said, but it's just, it's, it, it, it speaks major volumes to any parent of an athlete listening right now. You know, it's not about drilling and drilling and drilling into mm-hmm. someone's head. It's about just offering that support. And you're hearing it from an athlete right here. That's why I love being able to do this podcast because Amelia is able to share from her heart that it wasn't about the hard times and the crying and the you got to do better. It wasn't yeah. being pushed or 
you know, poked at. It was just simply things like cooking some Czech fried chicken. Yeah, those, exactly. were, those which, are the things that made her throw a 173 <laughs> at state, you know. Yeah. Before you leave, I'm going to need you to bring me some of that. Because of course, I love, course, I love trying food from different cultures mm-hmm. and different areas of the world. It's one it's of my amazing, favorite things, yeah. yeah. And so, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I, you know, I was talked about my mom, but on my dad's side, we really learned, it was hard at first throwing with my dad, but it also was amazing because um, my parents are divorced and it was great. Like, you know, I would see my dad on Wednesdays for dinner. We would see him every other Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, I, I didn't know who was going to coach me at first when I liked it, but my dad kind of jumped into that, into that role that was like, okay, I'm going to be the one coaching her. Cause it could have easily been my mom who coached me or, you know, or not even either one of them saying, you know what? Like I have too much to do. Like I'm not either one of them being like, you can go throw, but you're going to have the high school coach as your, as your throwing coach. But they said, no, like we're going to make you a D one athlete, like all that kind of stuff. So my dad stepped up and we would go out there every single day and he would, you know, stand out there. He would coach me and take care of me and make sure I'm, I'm doing what I can. But I think it's helped my dad and I can like have a different connection. Like, and sometimes we'll be at dinner. And I remember one time he was talking about like my weight and people were, and the like, the waitress was like, dad, that's not right. You cannot be saying that to your daughter. And I was like, mm, no, ma'am. Like, I'm fine. Like, he's not, I'm not all butthurt because he's talking about what I'm eating or, like, or anything like that. I mean, that's just our connection. Like, he helps me out in that way. And so, you know, it's, it's helped me also become more confident as a woman. Like, you know, I'm, I don't care if a guy is, like, making fun of my muscles or what I eat or if how much I eat. or Just kick their exactly. ass. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my dad is just like. Are you I sure like, you weren't at the UFC fight last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Secretly, that was me. That was me. <laughs> Look, I've got three daughters, and, you know, so I just kick their ass. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it's, it's always been very helpful. And in a boy situation, too, I mean, I, I've always had trouble, like, being a bigger girl and men liking smaller girls and anything like that. And my dad would always tell me like, and he'd show me his girlfriends from high school and like, or even my mom's a great example. Like my dad loved my mom and my mom looks exactly like me. So I was like, okay, there are great men out there who love women who are, you know, bigger and stronger. And so, and, uh, I also met a man who in high school, I didn't think I would, but he shockingly came into my life. And he loves the bigger girls, and so he he's also helped me with that support. And my dad and him are just, they're basically the same person, which scares me a little bit sometimes. But um, it's a great support system with both of them, and just, it's awesome. So Fist bump pop. Yeah, yeah you raised a good one over yeah. here, Dad. Congratulations, hey, Darren. An amazing young woman. Props, Pops. This is awesome. I've totally enjoyed this. Interview. So I want to bring this up, you know, um, talking about with you, Darren, earlier, how Texas throwers just don't succeed early on as much as people do maybe in California, and you know both systems very well, Um, but they have a lot of potential to develop into maybe better throwers than those people from California. Once they get into a college weightlifting program, you think your daughter right here might be a perfect example of that, even though she's shined right here in the state of Texas. It is similar to football for those of you that are listening out there that might not know anything about track and field, <laughs> especially the field events as well. It's like TCU, Gary Patterson, he goes out and he recruits 20 linebackers a year and signs 12 of them and converts nine of them into 
excuse me, running backs, and he converts nine of the 12 running backs into linebackers because he knows they have the speed and he sees that intuition and he sees that potential in them. So talk about that in lifting. And also, if you want to give a couple of shout-outs, if there's someone out there that's listening that has a child in sixth or seventh or eighth grade, or maybe they're looking for that escape and that thing they need to do, they have the strength, they might not have the perfect athleticism, but they have that opportunity to go out and lift weights and maybe become a good thrower, and they might have potential in them. Give them a direction. Let them know somebody that you know, but just talk about the comparison, California to Texas and what you were talking to me earlier. And then, like I said, shout out to somebody that you think they can reach out to and maybe coach them here in Houston area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. No, I, I yeah, I mean, to, to give a little bit of background, um, you know, when I was throwing in Southern California, both in high school, like I said, I, I knew Amelia's uh, college throws coach since I was 14 and was very lucky that there was kind of a core group of throws coaches in Southern California at that time who now are a lot of the best throws coaches in the United States in Division One, And so uh, I'm in this kind of lucky position that I know all of these people, and they recruited me out of high school and different things like that. And so I both grew up in the California system where there's been a lot of great throwers. I mean, Pac-12 just is incredibly competitive, both on the men's and women's side and throwing and has been forever, um, you know, since late 70s, early 80s. But, yeah, I mean, kind of to all the throws coaches out there who I haven't talked to about this, um, the season is so short in Texas for track and field, and it's, it's so overshadowed, especially on the guys' side by football, but it's, it's so overshadowed by all of the other sports that, in my opinion, what you see a track athlete accomplish in Texas uh, in such a short period of time it's just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you see, you know, guys going and running sub 10 seconds, like they would have probably run even faster if they were in California, right? Like they would have had more time to develop and things like that. So, you know, I would say, uh, you know, to those coaches, uh, you know, look out for athletes here. Everybody knows Houston has amazing athletes. There's no, that's not a secret. City of athletes, baby. Yeah, that's not a secret at all. Um, but yeah, to the to the folks out there, and I've I've got several. I, you know, I, there's a lot more openings on the ladies' side than there are on the guys' side. You know, I worry about my two sons because they're going to probably have half the opportunity that my daughters are going to have for college scholarships, and and so uh, they they unfortunately I I don't know a better way to say this they 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 just have to be at a higher level essentially to get one of those full rides. Um, but I think there's a huge opportunity there, especially for the female athletes. And, you know, given kind of the connections that we have in that world, um, I, I think I could take a girl who's a, just an above average athlete probably and get her a, train her to get a full ride to college. You know, um, I mean, her, her full ride is worth $500,000. Um, wow. That's a lot of money. Wow. That's a lot of money, right? Hey, <laughs> hey, girls out there, if you're listening, we got the man right here. You just got to be willing to cry six days a week. Yeah. It's just a lot of hard work. That's a lot of hard work. <laughs> well, and I think, the, I, I, I think the key thing that she learned early on is, and, and, and in track, in, in anything I think that's very technical, um, you're going to fail more than you succeed, oh, right? Yeah. Golf's that way, yeah. you know, anything that's super technical, baseball's that way, right? I mean, you only have to 
be good 30% of the time, right? Yeah. It's like uh, succeed 30% of the time. So I, I think she had to learn through a couple of cycles you know, it's like you throw sort of bad, 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 bad. But it's almost like you're putting money in the bank. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, boom, it explodes. It's, like, just, it's a sport of failure. Yeah, it's hard and for a kid And the to, success makes it so much more worth it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the... Uh, so yeah. are there throwing groups that you can suggest here around Houston for young kids, maybe in junior high, maybe hit up this summer even? Yeah, yeah. So kind of what I do, just specifically, um, I, we're partial to the All-American Throwers a group that's that's down out of Friendswood, um, and we've got coaches kind of all around, uh, sort of the Houston area, sort of spread around. And so um, I don't, I'm not like an official coach for them uh, anymore, but but I'll take on kids, um, and I just love doing it. I mean, I, I don't charge for it or anything like that. I just we go out and we throw, um, and uh, and I just enjoy it, you know. But for me, the payment is seeing that kid get that scholarship. And Yeah, you already got you know. paid $500,000. <laughs> yeah. All right, young so. ladies. Amelia's leaving. Dad's going to be bored, okay? No charge. Yeah. He just, Darren's, he just Darren's got a game. couple other kids, yeah. though. He's, yeah. he's, he's got to train in other sports as well, right, across the board. All right, so real quick, before we get out of here, I want to talk about how you – and maybe three other girls had a chance to win state by yourselves because y'all had so many points racked up. So give a shout out to the other Cougars out there at Cinco Ranch that won state events. Mm-hmm. Give me who, who are those girls and how close y'all came to winning state. Yeah, so my two my two little buddies that I've always been with since freshman <laughs> year are Sophie Atkinson and Heidi Nielsen. And we actually, um, with three of us, we got second in regionals right behind Seven Lakes. And then going into state, we got fourth. We lost third place by a point. And, I mean, I don't know if we could have gotten first, but I think we could have easily gotten second or third um, just with the the amount of points that we had. And, you know, I mean, Sophie didn't run her 800, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, you know, how much that affected us. But I think that they did an amazing job. We all got the amount of points that we needed and, you know, we're just, I mean, we're a powerhouse, and I'm going to miss that with us three. And so, Yeah, good job to those young ladies for yes. sticking through the COVID times, yes. continuing to train and to make it to Austin and to do their mm-hmm. thing and to show out on the track. So, Oh, yeah, so I know I say this every interview, Lance, but I think this one was my favorite. Uh, <laughs> just Never biased. No, such, <laughs> always honest. Such an amazing young athlete right here. Two gold medals, full-ride scholarship, great support system, mom, dad. Shout out to you guys, and I just I absolutely love this interview. So thank you guys thank for you. being thank here you so, so much. much. Yeah, this is what Houston Hall is all about. Again, you can reach out to us, HoustonHollaSports at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us, Houston Holla, H-O-L-L-A, on Twitter and also on our Facebook page as well. Uh, we got some big news coming up this week. Got a couple of sponsors joining our team. Uh, I'm just going to give a shout out to one, Murray's Beef Jerky out in Weston Lakes, out in Fulcher. I'm so excited about this. I mean, one. I can't wait to tear it. You like some beef jerky? Oh, so, yeah. Uh, Amelia, I almost called you Sophie. Like so. You said your friend Sophie. Yes. I'll <laughs> trade you some Murray's beef jerky for some Czech chicken nuggets. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, we might have a little exchange going down here. Little little food-arama going on down at yes. the bar here at Wild Wing Cafe. Always thank you all for coming out. 
Uh, hugs and high fives. Houston is our mantra, but y'all don't know this as well. We are the city of athletes, and we're glad mm-hmm. to put you on a pedestal today. Thank you. And we hope all of y'all enjoyed this. We'll recap the high school softball and baseball playoffs coming up on Tuesday. Can't wait. I know. Something crazy happened. I can't wait to show y'all the bat flip. It's amazing. If you're from Santa Fe, you're not going to love the bat flip conversation we're about to have. All right, (laughs) Joey, that's all we got today. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Darren, for coming out on your Sunday. And uh, we wish you the best and represent H-Town when you go out to that West Coast. But don't forget about your roots over here. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Holla, Houston.